that music is by a composer in South Africa named Malcolm Dedman. It's a piece called Dispelling the Darkness, and I'd like to return to it and play it in its entirety momentarily. It's part of a project that I started about eight years ago called Weekly Readings. That is one of the submissions that we received every week from September to May. My organization, Access Contemporary Music, reads a piece of music by a composer. Welcome to Relevant Tones. My name is Seth Bosted, and the subject of today's show is the Weekly Readings. Weekly readings turned eight this year, and so for eight years, from September to May, we've been reading works by composers, most of whom would not have been able to hear their pieces performed. In fact, this is why we started the program in the first place. In 2004, I uh, heard about a theater company called Victory Gardens that was doing readings for playwrights, and the director said very specifically and very pointedly that it's extremely important to do these readings because a playwright doesn't know if the play that he's writing is any good if he hasn't heard it spoken aloud. And I thought that's exactly the same issue that composers have. And I would say it's even compounded a little bit in our case in that the composer is oftentimes writing for instruments that he does not play. And so you really need to hear the piece played aloud. Um, yet for most ensembles, they need to be playing music by known composers so that they can get press, they can get audiences. And so it's it's a difficult problem. Um, so I, I decided that in 2004, I was um, pretty fresh out of grad school and trying to decide what to do with my life. Did I want to become a professor? Did I want to teach or, or start an organization or what? So um, I and, and some friends of mine uh, decided that we would do readings and then being the young, adventurous types that we were, um, we decided we would do it every week. Um, so we placed a call for scores on the American Music Center. And right away, I knew that I tapped into something because I got well over 100 scores. They all came to my little apartment in Wicker Park, and I had to move some furniture around and <laughs> make one of the rooms, the readings room, where I, I bought a big file cabinet, put all the pieces in there. And I knew immediately, too, that there was no way that just the, the four or five of us were going to be able to do this. Uh, if you fast forward eight years later, we've, we've built kind of an entire organization around the weekly readings. Access Contemporary Music still does a reading every week, but now we have about 75, 80 musicians that help us out um, because there are so many submissions. Well, I'll talk a little bit more about the weekly readings program, but I want to get back to music. Let's listen to the piece in its entirety. This is Malcolm Dedman's Dispelling the Darkness, performed by Chie Yoshinaka on the violin. <laughs> Thank you. 
Dispelling the Darkness by composer Malcolm Dedman, performed by Chia Yoshinaka. Malcolm is a great example of a composer who um, is able to benefit from the weekly readings program. He lives in South Africa. He's actually a self-taught composer, although he's very good. Uh, we've performed another piece of his on, on one of our concerts a couple of years ago, and I always liked that piece and thought that Chia did a really fantastic job with it. That was recorded in our school the ACM School of Music on Wilson Street. But when the program first began, we didn't have a facility. And uh, it was pretty fun because we'd be in somebody's basement one day. We'd be at the Old Town School of Folk Music another day. We'd be at a church, maybe, um, just, you know, kind of all over the place. And um, I really had a, a, quite a learning curve, too, because uh, I, I thought it'd be so easy to do these recordings. But turns out that recording is, is an art also, <laughs> no surprise to most people. Uh, I bought a mini disc player and a, and a little microphone. It's like an omnidirectional mic from Guitar Center. And I think the first 100, I don't know, 60, 70 readings were uh, done with that. And then uh, you know, I, I would post them to a website that I was, at that time, I started calling it Accessible Contemporary Music, thinking that uh, we were making musicians accessible to composers. So I, I got the URL and I had to learn just enough HTML to, uh, to make the site. And the site at the time just consisted of the profiles of each composer. And then every week on the homepage, we would put the, um, the recording, which again at that time was difficult too because you couldn't stream an MP3 um, in 2004. So now I can just post the MP3 to the site, no problem. But back then we would have to, uh, we, we used real audio is what it was called to do the streaming. So the technology has really, really changed quite a bit. Well, the reason that Weekly Readings is so much on my mind is that we're celebrating the eighth year with a concert on Friday, June the 22nd at 7.30 p.m. at Roosevelt University. And we are um, finally, some of these pieces are, are just so good. And, uh, you know, we, when we do the readings, we only spend about two hours. Um, again, it's a volunteer program. All these musicians volunteer their time. So we don't really want them to spend more than, more than a couple of hours on it. But some of the pieces definitely deserve more attention. So we've chosen five out of the, oh, I don't know, almost 300 that have come in over the years. And uh, we'll be presenting them in a concert. I will be featuring one of the pieces that we're going to premiere later on in the show. But right now, I'm playing mostly other other pieces. I um, don't want to give too much away, but I will give you a, a sneak preview of one of the pieces. I'm going to turn now to a solo piano piece. This is by a composer in Huntsville, Alabama, named Brian Page. And uh, one of the fun things about weekly readings for me is uh, just personally, I've, I've developed relationships with a lot of these different composers. There was a composer named Greg Bartholomew in Seattle. And when my wife and I were in Seattle, we actually stayed with him, you know. So I, I've really gotten to know a lot of these people. And, and Brian is a great guy. He's, he's written for ACM a couple of times. And I love this piece. It's called Kick the Duck. It's just got a nice sense of humor. This one was recorded at ACM on Wilson Street. And this is Richard Sladek playing the piano.
humorous piece by a young composer in Huntsville, Alabama. That was Kick the Duck. I don't know if I heard where the duck got kicked, but I, I'm pretty sure I heard where the feathers got ruffled <laughs> a couple of times. That was performed by Richard Sladek as part of the weekly readings program. Uh, Brian actually sent me a really nice email that I wanted to read. A lot of the composers will, um, well, will send us emails about um, the program, but he said, please convey my sincerest gratitude to Rick for recording my piece. I had only ever heard it on MIDI, and hearing it on a real piano was just incredible for me. The Weekly Readings program is literally a godsend for composers like myself. Keep up the great work. Uh, it is nice that we have Finale and Sibelius and Garretton Personal Instruments and all these wonderful software programs that allow us to hear MIDI renditions of our pieces, but, um, you know, it's, it's just not the same. And then, of course, having the human connection, knowing that there are humans in a, in a city somewhere that are sitting down and playing your music is, is uh, just an incredible feeling. Well, we had a composer from South Africa earlier, and a lot of these pieces do come from all around the world. I'm going to feature a piece now from a composer living in Mexico. This is Javier Maldonado Torres. Uh, he is uh, a very highly trained composer. And actually, this piece now that I'm going to feature is getting uh, performed quite a bit. But we were the first ones to record it. It's called Reflejo Espiral, and it's for flute and percussion. This is Alicia Pote on flute and Matthew Peters' percussion. Thank <laughs> you. 
heard Reflejo Espiral by Javier Maldonado Torres, performed by Alicia Pote, flute, and Matthew Peters, percussion. Well, I hope you're enjoying listening to these pieces. For me, it's an awful lot of fun because I, I can remember when I recorded them. <laughs> Even listening to some of these, I can remember where we stopped, where the splices were, um, all of that. It's just really, really fun. I, th- I think uh, I'm proud of that old mini disc. It, it did a lot of recordings. Uh, but technology has changed and improved quite a bit. And these days, we're, we're mostly using hard disk recorders. A mini disc, for all of its wonderful facets, is essentially a tape player. So when I pulled the music off of it, I had to do so in real time, literally playing it into my audio software. But now it's so much easier. And in fact, uh, we always uh, had a hard time with scheduling of musicians, too. But nowadays, that, now that recording is so much easier, this has been, become easier for us, too, because we've been able to partner with existing ensembles. And they already have their rehearsal times. And so they're able to uh, give an hour or two of a rehearsal and do a couple of readings for us. Uh, and that's been absolutely wonderful. I'm going to feature a reading now that was done by Chicago Ensemble Anaphora. They were very kind to us and did four readings earlier this year. This is by a uh, composer named Giannis Papaspiru, who was born in Thessalonica, Greece, but is currently living in Atlanta, Georgia. He finished a bachelor's degree in music composition, and he's thinking about going into ethnomusicology. It's uh, his, his big interest. In fact, his first instrument was the oud, a Middle Eastern stringed instrument. Let's listen to his Mysterioso Agitato, performed for us here by Will McDaniel on piano, Corey Tiffin clarinet, Eliza Bangert flute, and Dave Moss viola.
Mysterioso Agitato by composer Giannis Papaspiro, performed for us by musicians from the Anafora Ensemble, Will McDaniel Piano, Corey Tiffin Clarinet, Eliza Bangert Flute, and Dave Moss Viola. We're going to feature a string quartet now by composer Sylvia Simons, who grew up in Zurich, Switzerland, but now lives in Australia. And it's exactly this kind of international character that I think makes this project so unique. Uh, through the internet, we're able to connect to composers all around the world, again, many of whom uh, don't have uh, often the resources to to hear the pieces that they write. And to me, being a composer myself, especially being someone fortunate enough to um, really be able to hear everything that I write performed, it's just, you know, it's nothing to me seems more tragic than to write a piece and just have it sit on a shelf and never be brought to life. But with the Weekly Readings Program, we are able to bring these pieces to life for them. This is going to be Eric Pidlesky, first violin, Sarah Cave, second violin, Jules Lai on viola, and Chai Wolfman cello. Sylvia Simons, String Quartet. (laughs) ¶¶ 
String Quartet by Sylvia Simons, performed by Eric Pudluski, first violin, Sarah Cave, second violin, Jules Lai, viola, and Chai Wolfman, cello, volunteer musicians for ACM's weekly readings program. I just want to talk a second about the logistics here. So um, I do send the parts out to the performers, usually about a month ahead of, of the scheduled reading. So they are able to prepare the part themselves, but they do not work on it together. So when they get to the location of the reading, then we've got about two hours to get it together. Um, so they'll read through the piece. They'll discuss dynamics and things. The composer, of course, is not present, so there, there is not a composer there although we've been thinking in recent years of perhaps Skyping with the composer. But for most of them, there is the composer's not present, and they have to work out all of those details. And then we, we do a couple of recordings. Sometimes we'll do a couple of splices if we need to, um, to get the best recording that we can for the composer. And I'm always impressed by the level of musicianship that, uh, and just the level of enthusiasm that uh, Chicago performers have for new music. You'd think that you would go to somebody and say, you know, do you want to read a piece of music? And, and they would be a little skeptical, but we have people lining up to play on these readings. They, they really want to do it. And so just a shout out to our Chicago performers. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting new music and, and all the things that you do for, for the composers. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show that features contemporary composers. On today's show, I'm featuring a weekly readings project that I started about eight years ago to help composers. You can find out more information about Relevant Tones on our website, relevanttones.com, on Facebook. And if you're listening to the show and are a Twitter user, you can tweet about the show with the hashtag Relevant Tones. Well, again, we are going to be performing five of uh, the favorite pieces that we've ever received out of the almost 300 over the last eight years. This concert will take place on Friday, June the 22nd at 7.30 p.m. at Roosevelt University. And you can find out more information on the Access Contemporary Music website, which is acmusic.org. Let's listen now to a piece by Mark Zanter. Um, This is a very interesting composer. He sent me a piece in 2004 for saxophone that we recorded and uh, really, really enjoyed quite a bit and stayed in touch with him. Again, as I was saying earlier, a lot of these composers have, have become personal friends of mine over the years, uh, which is a sort of unintended but wonderful consequence of the project. Last year, he sent me another piece. It was a string trio, and um, I really liked it, so I wanted to get it on the, on the weekly readings program. Let's listen to it. This is called Seven Trio. This is Aurelian Petrozoli on violin, Becca Wilcox viola, and David Keller on the cello.
Seven Trio by Mark Zanter, performed for us by Aurelian Petrozzoli, violin, Becca Wilcox, viola, and David Keller, cello. I'm going to turn down to another piece that uh, was performed for us, uh, read for us, rather, by an ensemble. Um, this is the wonderful Chicago Q Ensemble, a string quartet. And uh, this piece is by Emil Margulis, who lives in Boston and just recently finished his master's degree in composition. And so is in the position that I was in um, years ago when weekly readings first started, where you're thinking, okay, I've got this master's degree, now now what do I do? Uh, so we're very pleased to be able to allow him to hear this piece. I remember this uh, recording really, really well. We were at the Old Town School of Folk Music in one of the classrooms upstairs. And, uh, you know, when, when you're recording, you, you don't want a lot of extraneous noise. And... Um, there, was, uh, there were two people next door, two women, and one apparently had uh, broken up with her boyfriend or, or been broken up with and was, well, <laughs> sobbing hysterically. It was so noisy. And we had to wait for about 45 minutes <laughs> before we were able to record till the, the other woman comforted her uh, enough. So just one of the things that, that uh, you run into sometimes out in the field. Like I said in the beginning, we do these recordings wherever we can. So that was a particularly memorable session for me. Let's listen to String Quartet Number 1, Movement 1, by Emil Margulis, performed by the Chicago Q Ensemble.
We just heard String Quartet Number 1, Movement 1 by Emil Margulis. I'm featuring weekly readings on today's Relevant Tones. This is a project that I started with my organization, Access Contemporary Music, eight years ago, in which we partner with uh, very highly trained freelance musicians um, who volunteer to read a piece of music by a living composer every week during our concert season from September to May. And uh, for the first time this year, we are going to be presenting some of these works in a concert. I'm really excited about this. We've chosen five pieces out of the almost 300 that have been sent in to us, and we'll be performing them at Roosevelt University on Friday, June the 22nd at 7.30 p.m. There's more information on our website at acmusic.org. So far, none of the pieces that I've featured on today's Relevant Tones are going to be on the concert, but I do want to give you a preview of what you'll hear at the concert. This is a piece by a composer in Houston named Aaron Alan. It is called Spell. It is scored for two cellos and violin. And uh, I was able to convince the musicians to come down and play it for us live. So we have Allison Berger on cello, Dan Klingler on cello, and Jeff Yang on violin. These are members of ACM's Palomar Ensemble to play Spell live for us. Thank you. 
a live performance of Spell by Aaron Alon here in the WFMT studios. Uh, thanks so much to Allison Berger, Dan Klingler, and Jeff Yang for coming in to perform that. That is just a taste of uh, the pieces that we'll be performing on June 22nd at 7.30 p.m. at Roosevelt when we give the best of weekly readings, five pieces, uh, five of the best pieces that we've received out of about 300. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these pieces as much as I've enjoyed presenting them. Uh, this was a very personal show for me. It was, for one thing, just wonderful to hear these uh, old recordings again and uh, to remember the anecdotes and, and the, where we were and what was happening. It's wonderful to, uh, to be reminded that there are so many musicians in town that, that believe in contemporary music and that are willing to help us uh, with, with our mission. As, as a composer myself and as a director of a new music organization, I just think it's incredibly important that performers play the music of living composers and that composers have the opportunity to hear their music played. And to be able to use the internet to connect with composers all over the world uh, is just a, a wonderful and, and magical thing. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT with special thanks to Molly Hunt. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bostead, and thank you very much for listening.